This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. Listening to community members revealed to the Zedek Social Justice Fund in Asheville, North Carolina, the need to offer respite and recognition to individuals in the community who have devoted years of paid and unpaid labor to supporting fellow residents. Many of these individuals have worked to tear down systemic racism, gender inequality, and religious prejudice. The foundation decided to lift up and celebrate these often unrecognized leaders with grant awards. Many awardees themselves have navigated systems of racism and prejudice and acquired experience and skills they can share with others. In this podcast, Libby Kyle's director of community-led grant-making, shares with us the two kinds of awards the foundation makes to community leaders, and she portrays examples of the work awardees have done to weave the community together and dismantle systems of injustice. The Impact Award is a grant cycle that actually happens three times a year. And during each grant cycle, we have, um, we award 14 grants and each of those grants are worth $3,000. The Brilliance Award also happens annually, but it's only once a year. And we give two grants, $50,000 each. So people apply. But also, if I hear of someone in community, you know, I will make sure that they have the information for the award and then it's up to them to apply. So mm-hmm. the Zedek Impact Awards is a self-selection. Um, so you select to nominate yourself for the Impact Awards. Um, they're designed really to honor individuals who've engaged in systems change or community healing work in the Asheville region using the wisdom that they've gained by directly navigating those systems of oppression. Um, People who are encouraged to to apply are people who are working in areas of anti-Semitism. So Jewish people, um, folks who are working for LGBTQIA rights and BIPOC individuals. Based on our private foundation status with the IRS, We can make grants to individuals as long as there are no conditions or strings placed on the recipient about what they do with the funding. So um, the grants are given to the individual in recognition of their past achievement or past work. um, And it's work that furthers ZX mission. So it's all all tied together. The grant cannot um, finance specific activities that occurred in the past or any activities that will occur in the future. It just honors the past work and achievement 
of the person who's receiving the specific award. So anyone that I've spoken to personally to let them know that they've received the impact award, um, sometimes there are tears. Um, there's just such, you know, so much gratitude. Um, sometimes it's, it's a sense of disbelief, but every time any, anyone I've spoken to who, whether I called them to tell them personally, or I spoke to them, or saw them in public after they've been awarded, um, there's just always this sense of gratitude and thankfulness for someone not just seeing the work that they're doing, but honoring who they are as individuals for the work that they're doing. So Zedek um, Social Justice Fund, formerly known as the Amy Mandel and Katina Rodas Fund, went through a process where we took a pause. Listening to the fellows that were part of the fellowship program at the time, um, they called in for community members to pretty much just to have a conversation and, and do some research about what community felt was needed and necessary. And one of the things that came out of that process was community being pretty explicit about the fact that they needed some respite. They needed something to support them in sustaining the work that they were doing in community. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the impact awards was born. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to uplift, highlight people who are doing amazing work. So the idea was that, you know, people working in community, community leaders are doing a lot of work and oftentimes um, with very little or no pay and with very little or no rest. And so in giving these impact awards, what is most important is that the people who are chosen to receive the rewards, they're given $3,000 and there are no strings attached. So they don't have to do a specific thing with the $3,000. All they have to do is what they feel like is best for them to do. We don't make any demands um, in terms of, well, you need to get this type of thing or you need to go here. Or you need to be a part of this. It really is for you to do whatever you feel is going to serve you best um, as a person who is being honored for the work that you've done. So I think the thing that um, I hear a lot from grantees is how this grant has given them the opportunity to have some rest or respite. Mm. Um, and it's given them opportunity to kind of vision and dream mm. um, beyond the work that they've already been doing. Mm. And just this, it, there's just so much. I don't know that we always recognize the need for rest for our leaders and people, not just leaders, because we often say leaders, but it's people in work who, in community, who are doing some pretty heavy lifting. Um, and that heavy lifting often comes at a personal expense. We had um, a young man who was working or is, continues to work within his community, um, putting on events and game nights and things like that for the youth that are in the community. Um, this individual has organized weekend 
um, like skill building in different sports. Um, this individual has supported within the city school system going in to talk to youth um, and even being a part of one of the after school programs for our middle school. And so um, that particular individual does multiple things within the community that supports um, the uplifting of the youth that are in the community. And what is beautiful about the work that this individual has done and continues to do is that he himself has benefited from programming um, and other individuals who, who models for him how to be a part of community and how to navigate these systems and use your knowledge of navigating the system to support others who are also impacted by the system. We have a recipient who has a program that is really about making folks aware of the signs um, and what, um, what you should be looking out for in terms of ovarian cancer. And this person is a survivor of ovarian cancer. And this person is also BIPOC. And really understanding that oftentimes, particularly Black women, when we interface with the healthcare system, we aren't seen and we aren't really heard. And this individual has been working for years now to really raise awareness and to empower um, BIPOC women to be able to ask questions and to be able to speak up um, when they are interfacing with the healthcare system and people aren't taking them seriously and listening to what they have to say. We have a person that is in community in a way that um, really supports and uplifts multiple groups. Um, they serve on multiple boards. Um, trying to support community members who are um, disenfranchised in many different ways. It could be because of their race. It could be because of uh, a physical disability. It could be um, related to their sexuality. This particular individual serves countless hours on countless boards and is always willing to show up and support. And um, one of the most interesting things about this particular individual is that not only are they supporting in multiple identities, but they themselves live through multiple identities. So they are Jewish and Black. So the second type of award that came out of that cause um, is called the Brilliance Award. And like the Impact Award, this Actually, this was a little bit different. The Impact Award you can actually apply for um, every three years, every three to four years. The Zedek Brilliance Award is a one-time, no-strings-attached grant of $50,000 that's given to leaders who have consistently shown up to dismantle systemic oppression in the Asheville, North Carolina region. Um, the Brilliance Award honors Asheville leaders who are engaged in impactful intersectional efforts to further racial justice, LGBTQIA plus equality, and or to dismantle anti-Semitism. 
the Brilliance Award is awarded to two people each year. And there's a little bit of a difference. So we have the Ella Baker Brilliance Award. That's offered in honor of civil rights legend, community organizer, and strategist Ella Baker, who co-founded the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in the 1960s. And so the Ella Baker Brilliance Award is given to a Black community leader in Asheville who has empowered and organized others to address systemic oppression. Um, and we, we try to give it out to folks that have lived in our area for at least five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the second Brilliance Award is called the Polly Murray Brilliance Award. Um, so this particular award, again, is in honor of Polly Murray, who was a brilliant Black legal scholar, a priest, and an activist who fully embodied the concept of intersectional activism. So Polly Murray's legal work was the inspiration of the Thurgood Marshall's victory in Brown versus Board of Education and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's victory in securing employment rights for women. The mm-hmm. Polly Murray Award is given out to a community leader who has lived in the Asheville area for at least five years and, like Polly Murray, has been involved in a wide variety of social justice efforts and who understands that all struggles for liberation are intertwined. So beautiful, the work that's been done in this in, in this area uh, for our Brilliance Award winners. Um, so one of our Brilliance Award winners um, is an amazing individual who has worked for um, the Asheville City School System for many years. In addition to working for equity within Asheville City Schools, this person also co-founded a MAP program that's done inside of our public housing. (laughs) And in addition to that, this person also works to deliver um, racial equity training um, through the Racial Equity Institute. Um, This particular individual shows up for so many different communities. The Black community, the Latine community um, shows up for youth shows up for single mothers, um, has been a part of a mother read program, just many different ways of showing up. And all of the things that this person is involved with, they all are intertwined and it is intersectional work. Uh, and this person hasn't been doing this work for a year or two. This person has been about the business of supporting community for at least the last 10 years. And I've actually known this person in community for over 20-something years. And as long as I can remember, they've been involved in something that is not about themselves only, but it really is about advancing communities of color. It really is about creating an uplift for our youth. It is about centering what is most important and making sure that equity is first and foremost in every conversation. Uh, I'm thinking of our recipient a year and a half ago um, who has been working in their community, oh, I'd say 30 years. Um, And in doing the work in the community, she has spent so much time organizing people together. whether it's around 
Stevens Lee and what's happening within Stevens Lee or whether it's around the East End Neighborhood Association. Um, she has been a part of, pre, uh, we have our first land trust called the ABCLT Land Trust. She is a founding member of the ABCLT Land Trust. She puts herself out there in her community, created a little pantry where folks can come and get food. Every need that community has, she works in some way to put things in place to address those specific needs. I would be remiss to if I did not also mention that in addition to all of the things that she does for her community, when I say her community, I mean the geographic area is in the East End community, but she reaches out beyond just the East End community. Mm-hmm. She is she is a person who is always wanting us to reach across and come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that is so impactful about her. And not only does she reach out and try to pull people together, but she is somewhat of a mama to a lot of community leaders um, and always checking in, making sure that people, you know, self-care, taking care of themselves and reminding folks that the work is going to be here even when you're not. So she really is just that figure in the community that kind of pulls everything and everyone together. It's breathtaking when you read all the different things that are happening within our community. And when you recognize that a lot of these people have been doing this particular kind of work for a very long time. It's getting to see and understand the work that my elders have done and poured into our community without being paid, without any recognition uh, or honor. Um, One of our elders has worked at a radio station as a volunteer for the past 23 years. And for me, the learning is that, I mean, we know that we have some amazing people in community and it is important that we take the time to honor and to uplift those individuals who not who are not normally given the spotlight. You know, we have all types of awards that go on throughout the year in Asheville from the Chamber of Commerce, other places, and very seldom do we see black and brown LGBTQIA plus folks um, being lifted up and, and put into the spotlight and those folks that are doing the work to end anti-Semitism as well. How does it affect me as a person of color living in Asheville, North Carolina um, before working with Zedek Social Justice Fund um, I and well, not just before, I am still a community activist. And so um, I understand the journey that a lot of the folks who are receiving these awards have been on. And so it does my heart a world of good. It gives me so much joy to be a part of a foundation that is being very intentional about highlighting the work of people who often go unrecognized. Thanks to Libby Kyles for joining us. 
To learn more about Libby and the ZX Social Justice Fund, visit the Catalytic Podcast website. Look for new Catalytic Podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Roo does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.